hey, this is Adam Carolla. And whenever I'm in Seattle, oh, wait a minute, that was dumb. I don't have to be in Seattle. I, all I got to do is have a computer. Right? Oh, shit. Anyway, uh, Dave and Chet, god damn it, this has not worked out. Sorry. Previously on the Dave and Steve show. Okay, so uh, I think this is funny. You know, there was so many different ways that I saw our family splitting up, but I never saw this one. Typically when these shows get going and I get to talking, I'm not even really paying attention to what I'm saying. Things are just falling out of my face hole. He had a horrific dream that involved uh, the Grinch coming into his room on a zip line. I'll get to that another time. Wow. Um, Which is a bummer for Steve because he loves kicking the doors in on the gym and yelling, I'm strong. Show number 40 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, Amir. 27 miles away is Steve. Shocking. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. This, you know, knowing that it's episode number 40 reminds me of the time that my wife told me we had an important anniversary, and I also didn't know. This is 40. That's right. It's show number 40 on the Dave and Steve Show. So we're going to get to a few things. I want to ask... Tracy right off the bat so you're in a different position from normally when Tracy his his spot in the Dave and Steve show studio is in front of a window I often see traffic going by sometimes he has the blinds pulled sometimes he doesn't tonight what I'm seeing is Tracy sitting in front of a, a closed door and I see what I think is an octopus on the door and I'm not sure what I'm looking at right well, now. This used to be uh, my kid's bedroom. And so there's there's a couple things you see here. One is an it's an octopus on the door. And I don't um, that'll come into play later. OK. Uh, All right. OK. And then the other is like a height chart that my kids have used to determine like how tall they were at certain ages. And um, yeah, so I'm in the same room, although I've everything that I have is on a swivel. So I flipped it over so that I can stand comfortably. And uh, because I'm uh, I'm standing for this show, which I think you can already tell. You can tell my diaphragm is just really opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> so when it comes to the height chart, so we had one of those as well. We had mm -hmm. one in the house that we were in before the one we're in right now. And we would measure the kids in the early days. I was trying to do it like every two months on the exact same day, the 15th of every month or every other month, I would measure them and we were doing this and we were marking it. And then we sold that house and we moved out. And I was, I was more emotionally attached to that height chart than my wife was. She loves, she loves photos. She loves keepsakes. Yeah. She loves things of the kids. And when it came to that, I was like, well, we got to get the molding off the door. Cause I did it on the, the side sure. molding. And I said, we gotta, we gotta take that with us. And she's like, nah, just leave it here. And I said, we can't leave it here. This is our kids' heights that we measured no, from the time. I, I, I've been looking for houses. It is, we've ta been talking about this. I've been shopping for houses. And so I actually went into a home uh, where I was just, you know, doing all the, you know, walking through it and kicking the tires. And I don't know why it had tires, but that's one yeah, of the reasons why yeah, I didn't buy of it. Course. But anyway, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But uh, I, I looked there and I saw, I saw a height chart there. You know, and I saw yeah. how many kids there, and I was like just right there in little scrawlings and little scratchings along this post yep. that there, I was able to sort of see the history of their family, and I got like really emotional about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's how I, I was. To, yeah, yeah, and I, it was weird connection kind of thing. Now I've never admitted that to anybody, and please, just you guys, I'm telling you guys, but yeah. don't tell anyone, right? No, Shit, I, I, I wanted to bring it with us, and we wound up leaving it there because once. Once she wasn't really into it, I wasn't into it, but not, not that I didn't still want to bring it with us, but I was just like, well, it, listen, if this isn't one of the things she's holding on to, then I'm not going to really fight over this. I, it, it is one of the things I will take to my grave as a regret that I didn't bring that stupid piece of door molding with yeah. me. And she's got their contact information, the people that bought the house. And she's, every time I bring it up, she's like, ah, I'll reach out to them and see if, you know, if it's still there, the, the. The woman of the husband and wife couple that bought the home from us said she was going to make a nice keepsake out of it. She was going to somehow like finish it and, and put some kind of coating on it and she was going to send it to us. 
Never happened. I mean, we've been in this house for over two years now. We this sounds like an interesting Pixar movie where they <laughs> get sold as part of a garage sale and then moves along and then... Uh, and then Woody your... comes and... Yeah. Yes, let's, Woody let's, and let's, your let's, animals. Let's, yeah. And, and, and the magic kangaroo... Uh, the, Dave... That's, that's, that's all you added in. that's all you added in <laughs> no, it's gotta be it's gotta be okay so it's a it's a it's a good piece of trim and the magic kangaroo uh and and the family and and, and the dad that is looking for his family needs to find the trim to match the family up so he knows which ones are his that's Ooh. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, so yeah. I did want to mention too. So I I put the shorts on that I have on. I'm wearing shorts, just athletic shorts. Could, could you back up so we could have a? I don't know if I can back up. Get a good look at them. All right, now take are your shirt off. They are. They are. Yeah. They, they, let me get back up on the mic here. On. They are red. Well, I figured you wanted to see the entire short gathering setup. For, so for that I, moment, so I, I did. And I appreciate it. I'm so, just saying. <laughs> these shorts. So I, for those of you who don't know, I coach lacrosse for young I, I i'm trying not to sound like a like one of those i coach lacrosse for young men uh the gentlemen that take the field with me are are part of my life but i coached lacrosse for i started coaching lacrosse when my kid was probably i don't know eight nine years old and i've coached right. until now he's 13 i'm still coaching and i've kind of worked my way up with him as he's progressed to different age groups i go with him and i know the coaching staff and everything so they don't issue any kind of standard issue like coaching gear because this is youth lacrosse and we don't have a lot of money. There's, it's not a school-affiliated sport or anything like that. So what yeah. the coaches did was our, our colors are red and black. Those are our primary colors for the team. So the coaches just... Very angry colors. Right. You, aggressive, yeah. You go on Amazon, mm -hmm. you just buy some red things. Red shorts, red hat, whatever. These are red Nike athletic shorts. Just standard, run-of-the-mill nike athletic shorts bought these things wore them to practice for the better part of a full season the season wrapped up off season now i'm wearing these shorts walking around the house my wife says i can clearly make out your manhood in those shorts and because she's constantly looking for it right so so i'm like good on you good on you dave you, you got a you got a healthy healthy household there. Everything's going well. I I look down. I'm like, no, you cannot. And she's like, yes, I I clearly can. And so I now, as always, I am not a free baller. I do I wear underwear. I I live by underwear. I like underwear. I wear boxers. Okay, so that I is, had that is true. I had you boxers on. Underwear. I had these shorts on, and I went to a mirror, and sure as shit, you can plainly make out what's going on under the hood you can you can easily see the the carburetor i don't know i don't know it's a fuel injection yeah that analogy didn't work out the way i'd is that a circumcision joke i don't understand so so this is so i for the better part lacrosse season is a long season we're talking like six months for at least three of those months i wore these to practice every single practice with children and i ran around the field God knows how many of them I scarred by wearing these things. But what is the thing is, though, you know that like 30 years from now, the guys are going to have like a reunion, right? Right. And they're going to be like, hey, do you remember Coach? And they have a nickname for you right. already. And Co what is that Coach nickname? Carburetor. Coach Carburetor. And one, one kid <laughs> is going to show up with a box full of drawings. Yeah. It. Yeah. And, then, and it's going to be absolutely horrible. So my question to you, Dave, is now that you know this, do you go to the police now and just register? I, that's, or do I, you I, wait for them to come to you? <laughs> I think it depends on the county. I felt like I should. I Like, it really, really bugged me. So now I have these nice shorts. I mean, they weren't like, listen, they didn't break the bank. They're Nike shorts. They also weren't like super cheap or anything. So I, I have these shorts now that I have to only wear at home. I can't wear them out in public. I have to basically just wear them around the house. And so as tonight, for example, if you guys if you guys were in the studio here with me, you would easily be able to uh, to make out the old carburetor. So here's the thing. Um, shorts like that 
those can go away. Like you can, well, first of all, I would donate them immediately because you don't throw them away. You need somebody. This yeah. is a, this is a, this is a prank of your mind because you're never going to probably see those shorts again, but somewhere somebody's going to wear them and it's going to be, have the same effect. Yeah, they, you, they, you, have chosen, you have chosen to wear these around your home with your family. And that, that, I, that is not better. Now, listen, That's now listen, okay. my, okay. Two things. The first thing I'm going to say is this. If I give these away, smash cut to two months later, when my wife says, Hey, the ring camera just picked up some meth addict in your dick shorts stealing our Amazon package from the front porch. So that's how that scenario would play out. Right. The second thing I will say is my father, for uh, my entire life, as long as I lived with my parents, would come out every single night. He'd come into the, the house. He'd go, you know, in his work clothes. He worked. He's a blue collar guy, always dirty. He'd go in and rinse off. He'd come out in tidy whitey underwear and nothing else, and that's how he watched TV at night. He would right. Dave, abuse is cyclical. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. how that works. Yeah, it's time to stop the cycle. That's, you think that's... it's okay because he thought it was okay, but it's not okay. <laughs> he would stretch out on the living room floor, Burt Reynolds Playgirl style. I don't know where this is going, but I am not in favor of it. I think we should detour. Okay, I, I, I'm uh, Google. <laughs> and he that. would he would watch Barney Miller while in nothing but his tidy whities and that's uh, that's yeah. That's whenever the way I think of Barney Miller, of course, fantastic classic show. But Johnny Rod, the bassist of Wasp, used to play <laughs> that the Barney Miller. Bam, um, bam, bam, yeah, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, because they had that bam. tremendous. Bass oh wait, that was Night Court, intro. wasn't it? I did night court. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, did I tell you guys about uh, the gopher hawk, this contraption that I purchased? Did I show you this? Did we talk about this on the show? No. Okay. So I have a bad, I have a bad mole problem. A really, really bad mole problem. Yeah. We saw when you took your shirt off. In the front (laughs) yard, in the front yard of my house right now, I say, I'm not exaggerating. The next time you guys are over, as long as I haven't caught them all by then, you'll see this. I have at least 50 molehills, and that is not an exaggeration in any way, shape, or form. And the reason I have 50 right now is because it's been three months-ish since I've been able to mow the lawn because the lawn hasn't been growing. If I'm not out there every week like I normally am mowing the lawn, they just run roughshod over the yard. They dig it up everywhere. And so I have... Listen... If you've ever had a mole problem, the first thing you do in this day and age, you get on Facebook, you find some group somewhere, you ask them, does anybody have advice for getting rid of moles? And it's always the same thing, which is nobody knows directly how to get rid of a mole. They say, my grandma used to do this. My aunt used to do this. I had an uncle who swore by, you know, and it's always like putting human hair and fingernail clippings down in the hole, packing that in and then putting a road flare down in it to burn it. And the smell will make them leave and never come. It's always weird. But then they always say, but I've never tried it. I don't know if it actually works and nothing works. And so somebody had said, you got to get this thing called a mole hawk. You can get it on Amazon. Order that. Mole hawk or gopher hawk? It's called a mole hawk. No, it's called a gopher hawk. You're right, Steve. Thank you. Gopher hawk. Gopher hawk. First of all, just uh, this is just a quick aside. uh, Incredible name for a band, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I have moles. This is the gopher hawk. That's why I get confused. But it works on moles as well. So, this is all. This is. Think of just like a. A giant oversized pencil. You know those ridiculous pencils you used to get like awarded in like school for different things? The big giant ones. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those. It's got a point on the end just like that. And what you do is you you basically go out to the gopher mound. You dig it up so you can actually see which way the tunnel heads. Then you, you write them a, a very angry letter. No, you, you, yeah. you, you burrow a hole into the actual tunnel itself. You put this long pencil-shaped thing down inside, and once it's in, you pull up on a really hard spring mechanism, and that actually sets a trap at the bottom of the pole. It actually sets up a snare at the bottom that comes out. They go through on their way going through the tunnel, hit the snare, and it snaps them shut almost like a mouse trap, and you've killed the mole. So everybody says, this is the thing to get. This is what takes care of them. This is how you do it. So I got one. And for the first probably, what was that? You putting chats up? What's happening? <laughs> nothing just keep going okay uh 
so you 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 put this in and you set it and of course the first five days I catch nothing. I move it all around, nothing's happening. Don't know how to do it. So I look up a couple of videos online. I'm looking how to do this. I finally figure out the technique, the proper technique to, of where to put this thing. I put it in, go out the next day. When the trap is triggered, it turns bright yellow at the top so that you know you've it's it's been triggered. Bright yellow. I'm like, this worked. So I pull up on the contraption to pull it out of the hole. Here's the problem. The moles are huge. So imagine a mole that is roughly the size of a bowling ball, maybe a little bit smaller than a bowling ball, somewhere between a softball and a bowling ball in size. And I have put a hole in the ground that is roughly like uh, if you just take your, your fingers and make a circle with your, between your thumb and your middle finger, that's how big the pole is. And I'm trying to pull now a bowling ball sized mole out of a hole that small. That doesn't work. I'm tugging on that thing. I'm yanking up on it. I cannot get it to come out of there. And so now I have this sprung trap. I, I, I did one of the things of like, you know, uh, I, I went out at lunch to check it. The thing's in there. I tried to pull it out. I got meetings. I got to go. Now I have a trap stuck in my yard. I know that there is a dead, rotting, decaying mole at the end of it. And this weekend I have to go now dig a giant hole just to pull that thing up out of there. And the shittiest part of all this is that's the first of many. That's one of what well, I, you know, what I've read is that it usually isn't many. It's one or two causing all of that. It's one or two in a standard yard, but in the front yard where I have the issues with this and I'm not, this is not like, Hey, look at me. I'm just saying I've got about two acres in the front and these molehills are spread out massively from one another. And so what I have learned, if we're talking mole facts, Trace, you want to throw mole facts around? Let's do this. I Step to me, okay? Wolfax minute coming uh, up. Uh, what I have learned is that you can actually see, because they're very territorial, they will not come into each other's area because moles, they don't mm. stop bleeding. If they get the smallest cut, they will bleed out and die. So they learn to stay very territorial away from each other because they don't, if they fight at all, it's the end for probably both of them. So I can actually see the individual like islands of hills that I have to now go take care of. Well, and, they're hemophiliacs. You just put razor blades in the hole. That's that's one of the things people say. Put glass in the I've hole. Never, I've never it. tried it, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My aunt used to break up bottles and put glass in the hole. That was literally something somebody put, and they would cut themselves and bleed out. Yes, and huh, so, so, will, so will you the next time you put a slip and slide on that lawn. Now, <laughs> um, now what you're going to want... So you don't have to go dig this thing up, Dave. Um, you have a 13-year-old. Yeah. And it's character building time. Um, hey, I need you to go dig a, a round about the size of a basketball. Yeah. And pull pull out what's attached to it and go throw it away. Um, and don't tell them what it is. Just um, <laughs> just let it let it tell just them let it's it chocolate. I should. I should tell <laughs> them that's a that's a chocolate it's, finding device. It's buried treasure. Yeah. yeah. You found your chocolate. Yeah, it is. It Listen, it, and for anybody out there who's like, oh, Dave's killing moles, what a dickhead. These moles, I have let them live for two and a half years. I have let them ravage my yard. I have let them destroy my yard in the hopes that they would get the nutrients they needed from my yard and move on. They have not moved on, and in fact, they're multiplying. So it is time. I've given them as much Mother Nature time as I can, and now it is time to bring in the, the gopher hawk. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's an eviction right notice that needs to go out and sure and then uh steve how about you you catch any moles last week no no i uh, i didn't um did i tell you guys that my uh uh my dog bit me on the penis <laughs> no no you did not well he did and it hurt um he he's kind of a <laughs> tracy <laughs> you okay tracy yeah i'm fine i'm just uh I'm just anxiously waiting for right? the details. I know. Just right on the end of the penis. <laughs> just like right on the, just, just right on the, of it. And, um, and it really hurt. And it freaked Wendy out because I dropped. Like I, um, and he, he didn't, like he didn't let go right away. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it freaked Wendy out because she didn't even know a dog was next to her face. No. <laughs> what no <laughs> no 
show. Um, the dog. Um, uh, the dog is. It's a puppy, and it comes up and it and it sometimes will nip at us, and we're working on having that. But it. Um, but it it got me. Now, um, hang on. Which of the? Because you have three dogs. You have two the, very big is, dogs, and you have one. one. Okay, so the this is a big one. dog. His <laughs> big dog, big mouth, big bite. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, big pain. You gotta stop putting gravy on that. That's right. I, I had cleaned the gravy off, and uh, and and the scent was still there. Apparently, so, I don't know. He came, he 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 comes up, and his mouth is right at. Um, first of all, his tail is like a freaking like morning star. Yeah, and yeah. it's right at that level, and it will. Just smack me right in the ding ding, and it, and it and it usually hurts. But when he ran up to give me a little greeting, and he was just being really sweet, and he just gave me a little, and that's all it took, just a little, yeah. And I, so I was hesitant to check, right, because I didn't know how much damage. What's going on down there? Okay, so, so I pi- I picture the scene from Stand by Me where the kid pulls his underpants open to look for the leech and just yes. comes out with the smallest little blood and faints and then like, passes yeah, out. Yeah, this is what I this is what I picture. So he so he didn't break the skin, which is great, but it's still it hurt really bad. And there I am in my kitchen in you know the morning um, with my pants <laughs> down checking. Yeah, stuff out. yeah. And, um, you know, frantically, uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that, uh, it's a, it, yeah. that we're, that it, we're fine. Good. Everything's, everything's all right. Uh, yeah. th- it, there was some soreness and some bruising, um, on the dog's anyway, mouth or on your penis? They're both. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Anyway, so that, so there's that, um, but, uh, other than that, um, that was the highlight of your week. <laughs> no, no. You said what happened to you? <laughs> did you? Did I have any gopher hawks um, uh, try uh, attack any of my moles? And no, I had a dog attack my. Okay, self. all right. So I, I'm with you now. Did you have a? Did you have a? Was if that was the low light? What was the highlight? Also, um, the dog. <laughs> we we got to eat a Chicago style pizza. That was awesome um that that was the highlight that so really really not all right i mean yeah i mean there, there's there's a lot of good a lot of good stuff going on so i i, I you know hashtag no regrets yeah hashtag blessed tracy how about you a couple of things that happened one uh, uh kind of a milestone moment was i filled my gas tank with gas and uh, so then I discovered in my logbook because I still drive around like a seventy-year-old yeah. man logging my uh, uh, <laughs> like a, my mileage. a trucker. Uh, so <clears throat> it must be time to change the pens oil. Oh um, my god! I would rather be bit on the dick than have that. Yeah, yeah. I'm fifty-fifty on that. I'll let the think about it. But I realized that in in one year's time, twelve uh, twelve months, I filled up my gas tank six times. Um, yeah, so that was a, was a monumentous uh, time, but tonight at uh, dinner, uh, one of my kids is at, uh, soccer practice. Another kid was, uh, I guess the other two were there. Um, so that's all of them. Okay. I got that uh, all squared away. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my oldest son, uh, was, uh, recounting, uh, episodes that he's listened to of the show. And so I thought, well, um, I have some explaining to do to my wife. And so, uh, but she, yeah, she knows some of the shenanigans that goes sure. on with the show yeah. and has for uh, decades, but it was interesting to be able to uh, share that because I told him when we started this show that he was like two or three years old. And so there, the, a lot of times we were scheduling our recording of the show around his bedtime when he was put to bed. So I put him to bed, read a book. Uh, he goes off to Naughty night land uh, with some, you know, with some sedatives. Yeah, of course. Under yeah, this, under the yeah. supervision of a vet, and uh, oh. yeah, exactly. And so uh, then it, we went ahead and recorded the old show. And so now, now he now he's listening to the show on uh, on Spotify, where our show is available. So, so this, are we uh, gonna go ahead and just take all that stuff about me getting bit on the schmeckle with? Uh, we're just gonna pull that out. 
No. Oh no, no, no. Uh, I I think uh, that, that I think that will just become dinner conversation at our home. So thank you. So mm. so he, Steve, does your son listen to the show? Um, he does quite often. Yeah. My son has never listened to the show, has no desire to listen to the show, has never asked me how do I listen to the show. He could not give less of a shit about the fact that dad records a podcast if he tried. And I will say, so my daughter is exactly what you would expect from like a kid. She's big into like right now she loves K-pop. That's all she mm -hmm. listens to. She loves music. She's got earbuds in all the time. No matter what she's doing, if she's doing chores or whatever, she's listening to music. My son has never, I bet on his iPhone right now, he probably has 25 songs total in his library wow. he doesn't care about music he doesn't care about podcasts he, he doesn't listen to he's not angry that. enough that's right? his problem right? but he doesn't yeah. he doesn't listen to any of that and steve i think about when you and i were kids and what a big part of everything we did music was always there we were listening to something something was on in the background whatever it was we always had whether we were dicking around with our instruments playing something or if we were listening to something like it was always there. Music was always there. And he, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He just doesn't. Yeah. And that might be because there's no music that appeals to him. It might be because music is God awful right now. I don't know, but he doesn't care. That's, um, it, I mean, I, I, I get that not everybody's the same, but, um, but I'd take it. I'd take him to a doctor. Right. Um, I, sure. so yeah. I, I mean, I, I growing up, it's exactly what you said. It, it just, I could not get enough music into my head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, and for the most part, Zach's the same way. I mean, he's, he's playing instruments. He's, he's really, he's, he's absorbing stuff. He's passing stuff on to me. He's like, Hey, have you heard this group? You know? And I'm like, Oh, this is really great. You know, this is fantastic. I'm sorry. You can't go through that. But, um, I did, uh, I did, like Zach listens to the podcast once in a while to the point where, um, last week he sent me an article on Dustin Diamond and said, "Hey, send that to Dave. You'll get like 20 minutes out of your yeah. podcast." Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> he's such a, he's yeah. such a turkey. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of taking my son to a doctor, I'm gonna make you guys squirm just for a minute. At least it made me squirm. Maybe you guys will be fine with it. My son had it, what was effectively what looked like a skin tag on his tongue. It was on the surface of his tongue. At first, we thought it was just, a, we told him it was just an inflamed taste bud, but this thing didn't go away for a couple of months. And so then we took, when he was just getting a checkup at the doctor, she said, yeah. It's that, like a superpower. You can taste things nobody else can. Right. She said that needs to be removed. And so she said the next time he goes to the dentist, they can actually remove it. Just take him to the dentist. And when he goes in for his cleaning or whatever, they can, the dentist will take that right off. So today was the day. And so he's asking us, like, what's going to happen? Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to remove this thing? And we're like, <clears throat> well, most likely what they will do is they will swab your tongue with some stuff that kind of deadens your tongue. And then they'll give you a shot. And he was like, a shot in the tongue? I was like, I don't know, because I've had a shot in my jaw before when they do work on my tooth. And it makes my tongue go numb. So they may not have to do it in the tongue. I think they'll probably just give you a shot like in your jaw or something like that. Nope. No, no swab to, <laughs> to pre-deaden it. And they put a, a needle right into his tongue, right into the surface of his tongue to inject it with a Novocaine before they cut this thing off. Now, <clears throat> it is one of those things where like you feel it with like in your mouth, it feels like it's the size of a basketball. And in reality, it's tiny. It was this tiny little thing, but he had to have half of his tongue numb to get this thing removed. And so he's like, my wife said she felt so bad for him because she's the one in the room with him and they bring in the needle and now he knows. And the doctor said that he was actually, she kept saying, you know, just calm down, just calm down. And she said his tongue was moving around so much she couldn't pin it down in order to get the shot into it. But she eventually did. And he got a needle right in the tongue. I would not, I would have lived with this stupid little skin tag for my entire life if it meant having a shot in my tongue. Yeah. That, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. All right. That's, that's terrible. Hey, we're going to take a really quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We'll be back right after this. 
Now you can make money safely and securely from the privacy of your own home. Introducing Cash for Cash, the easy and affordable way to turn your unwanted bills and coins into cash now. I didn't know what I was going to do with all the insurance money I got from my husband's death, so I sent it into Cash for Cash, and in just a couple of days, I had all the money I needed to pay my bills. And Cash for Cash is easy to use. Simply mail your unwanted bills and coins to us in the patented Easy True Scam Mailer and Cash for Cash will promptly send you a check in the mail, minus shipping and handling and a small processing fee. After I found that coffee can in the backyard, I thought, ain't no way I'm going to be able to do anything with this old money. But Cash for Cash sent me brand new money in exchange and I was able to take the old lady out for a nice dinner. So if you've got worn out, slightly torn, or even marked bills and coins, Cash for Cash has the solution for you. Recent studies show that dollar for dollar value has never been higher. So now is the time. Cash for Cash, where the smart money is. When I think back on last week's episode, I became haunted by a memory that has defined my life in so many ways. You see, nobody remembers Captain Healy because he was the other astronaut. Tony Nelson found the bottle and with it was both blessed and cursed, but no one could deny how happy he was. Roger Healy stole the bottle once, but the wishes of a wild bachelor were never realized. But that was the show I wanted to see. That was the life I wanted. Tony married Jeannie and her ability to grant him wishes left her forever. And while that couple appeared happy, it was me and Roger Healy that took the role of sidekick through the rest of our sad lives. Our wishes were never granted. This has been Tracy's It Got a Little Dark There for a Minute. Minute. Oh my god, I that whole that whole uh exchange um and <laughs> and how embarrassed Dave was that we were even talking. Um that was so great. I thought I that dream was, of genius. That was so great. But but oh. of course that was like the influ that was the influence of Major Nelson and, and, and Larry, right? Right. That was the that was the whole thing. And so that that's all I thought about because I was thinking back to my childhood. And so in in this in that minute was just a you know a, a mopey lament. That listen, and, if you guys don't know, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what the hell we're talking about, go back and listen to last week's episode and listen to our interview with Ricari Austin because Ricari makes uh, mention of a, a gentleman by the name of Major Nelson, who's one of the main, I, I don't know if I'd call him an influencer or whatever. He's one of the spokespeople for Xbox, for the, the game system. And he goes by, his, his online moniker is Major Nelson. And they thought we were talking about Major Nelson from My Dream of Genie, or at least somebody who had named himself after that, which is possible that I guess he named himself after that. No, but, it, it did. After Larry Hegman's death, he... Right. he took on that so that it is directly related to it i want yeah, i mean it, just so i mean nothing could make us sound like that's the only reference that tracy and i both get in, yeah. in our ears perk up nothing could make us sound more unhip than that and and older then we, yeah. Tracy and I did not. The, we watched reruns of I Dream of Genie. Yeah, we it was did a, not watch it like first run. So that made us actually seem even more ancient yeah. than we yeah. really sounded. So, so I wanted to ask on this on this subject: Have you guys seen Tracy? I don't know. Well, I don't know either of you. I don't know if you have Disney Plus or not. But have you guys seen WandaVision? Have you watched yeah, WandaVision? I yeah, I had Disney Plus uh, over the summer. So WandaVision just released last Friday. Mm -hmm. Tracy, if you haven't watched this, it's a trip. I, it is absolutely worth watching because they started on... They don't explain anything. There's just these two superheroes that you know from the Marvel Universe. You know them from the Avengers movies. You know them from different things. And the opening episode is literally a 1950s sitcom complete with laugh track 
single cameras, the whole thing. And it is until the end, it gets a little weird and things go a little haywire. But for the most part, it retains the 50s thing the whole way through. And then the following episode, they released the first two episodes, is a 1960s sitcom. It jumps forward a little bit, but it's those two in a completely different environment, different setting, different jobs, and they still are not explaining. And I don't want to go into too much about it for people who haven't seen it, but they... They're still not explaining what we're seeing, why we're seeing this, but it is a faithful recreation of those sitcoms, and it's been very intriguing so far. Wow, that's it, interesting. It, and and see, Dave says it's really intriguing. I really like it because it's, I don't know, it's a little ballsier television. It's not safe, formulaic stuff. And it, um, but the, but there's a lot of people that are like, what is this crap? Like, they yeah. just do not like yep. it at all. But it's really like if you're gonna yeah, I got play the disney plus but... with espn plus so i could watch soccer sure and then when soccer season was over <laughs> sure i got rid of it so i'll tracy doesn't have a tv and he only has one kid yeah we're, we're yeah. all up to speed <laughs> it is uh it's roughly eight bucks so you won't break the bank tracy eight bucks all right you well, can you can pull I am it off a very wealthy person no, and, so and you're right dave because they i mean i don't know if like the first one was like the old Dick Van Dyke set or something right. like that. But wow. Yeah. I mean, really, really faithful. Yeah. I mean, yep. That type of saccharine uh, yeah. writing, the laugh track that laughs way too much at the dumb corny jokes and all those. It also reminds me, I've said this before. It reminds me whether you watch, whether you go back and watch Dick Van Dyke, and Dick Van Dyke actually holds up better than other things for sure. But some of those shows, you know, the shows I'm talking about, Three's Company is a prime example. You go back and watch those Gilligan's Island, these shows that were a hit, a hit comedy show, Green Acres, whatever it might be, they're unwatchable now. You watch this yeah. and you think, how could adults find Make this it funny? 20 find this entertaining and tune in every single week to see this it's terrible and so when i watch now my kids especially again my daughter my daughter's big into the nickelodeon shows she loves the the nickelodeon kids t tween shows she watches all those and i don't even know the name of any of them so i can't even bring up one that people might know but Oh, I do actually. iCarly, Jesse, those yeah. types of things. So she watches those. She, was she, one I could think of. Yeah. She loves them. Now, when I watch those shows, those shows have the same type of humor, the same type of jokes, the exact same type of laugh track. It's 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 as though those people that wrote Gilligan's Island have now morphed forward and write these. Yeah. The difference is my ten-year-old laughs at these and thinks it's funny, whereas my wife and I are like, please shut that off. I don't understand how these shows ever... I, I'm so glad we've evolved in terms of our comedy and what we think is funny because if we, I, I would I would not be able to... I, I would be like Tracy. I wouldn't have a TV. Well, it's interesting because uh, when uh, Tiernan and I were sick, my 10-year-old, we were sick at the same time. We were sitting on the couch and we were... Nothing to watch. We'd watch tons of things. And we had gone over to Amazon uh, Prime and they had like, you know, like a whole season of Green Acres on right and so there was like oh this is like kind of a nostalgic thing and again like like i dream of genie it was old when i was young so uh you know we got about you know two you know two minutes into it and we, he was like we're looking at each other like what are we doing yeah we're, we're sick why are, why are we doing this to ourselves yep yeah it's it's pretty bad but at the same time again they are so faithfully recreated. It's it's worth watching. And if you guys just on the subjects of things that are almost unlistenable, you don't want to listen to them. Here's Tracy with the headlines. And now straight from the Dave and Steve show news desk in beautiful Anytown USA <laughs> Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, paleontologists have found and described what may be the last dinosaur body part we didn't know anything about. The D butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so better yet, it seems like it might have evolved to look, yes, even smell nice to suitors. To put it more scientifically, it's a cloacal vent, a multipurpose opening used by modern birds and reptiles to mate, lay eggs, and get rid of solid and liquid waste. 
multiple. Yes, uh, multiple, (laughs) multiple purpose. Multiple purpose. We used to have a multi-purpose room, Dave, where we used to, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's anything like this multi-purpose hole. I, I don't think so. So everything we know about dinosaurs in the last, I feel like in the last 25 years has completely changed. I feel like the dinosaurs that the three of us grew up with, you got your Stegosaurus, you got your Triceratops, you got your Tyrannosaurus Rex, you had like, I think the Brontosaurus, those were probably the Mount Rushmore of the dinosaurs we grew up with. Right. I don't even know if those things exist anymore. I They've changed them now. Like the Brontosaurus now was a one-legged bird. Uh, that jumped around and was actually a meat eater. Like everything about them has now morphed and shifted. And they, they're like, oh, we put this one together completely wrong. It actually had wheels. Like there's yeah. everything yeah, about exactly. them has yeah. changed. That was it. Yeah. That was the dip, Diplodocus yeah, or yeah. Exactly. Diplodocus that had wheels. Yes, yeah. for sure. So I'm not, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not buying into this butthole mm. thing quite yet. I'm going to give it yeah. another 25 years. If the butthole is still around, then I, I'm all in on the butthole. Yeah, I think we should definitely go slow before we slide into this. But it's long been presumed that dinosaurs uh, probably had this type of anatomy. But until uh, now, these softest of soft tissues have not yet been well preserved. You know what has really always kind of fascinated me about the whole dinosaur thing is that we decide as like, like, like as a society um, in America that we are going to uh, what is the, what's the first thing we're going to teach our children advanced paleontology. Yeah. Um, We have, we're just going to skip all that other junk and go right to uh, memorize these um, extinct lizards names. Yes. My, yeah. my four-year-old knows like, um, my four-year-old knows like not only, uh, all the names of them and what they eat and everything, but like how fast they are. He knows like he's written fan fiction. No, many of them. Yeah. Well, so I, I would mean, like to read this fan fiction. You don't. Because it is fascinating. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, thinking that it's not fascinating and unbelievable that, a kid can memorize all these things about, I just think it's really, really strange that that's what we were like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to talk about all these, you know, dead lizards that have been around that haven't been around for, you know, millions of years. Strike where the iron's hot. It's it. it, And, and you know what they're learning in China math, right? That's, I mean, (laughs) here here it's like, Hey, I like to think that Tracy's kid wrote a, uh, like a, a dinosaur, um, what's the sparkly vampire series? Twilight, like a dinosaur oh. Twilight fan fiction crossover. That yeah. I, I that I would read that. Yeah, he's uh, he's still working on the on the third book right now, <laughs> so I can't talk yeah. a lot about it. Yeah. If he heard me talking about it, he'd come in here and just blow a cork. So yeah. there's a new Ark Survival um, cartoon show that he could probably write for. He should do that. He should write for that show. I don't know. It might be a little beneath him. He does have a, a decent vocabulary for a four-year-old. Is, it, his cartoon. is Major Nelson on that show? Please continue, Tracy. <laughs> Our second story, Apollo 11 astronaut Buzz Aldrin shared a video recently showing he celebrated his 91st birthday by blowing out 91 candles atop his cake. So this is one of those things where uh, videos and clips. I'm looking for clips and sound, and 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 nobody uh, nobody uh, shows clips of anything with sound in it. So I feel like Buzz sound- Aldrin has enough swagger at 91 that he could literally do some type of big event where he like put the cake under the thrusters of a of a ship that was a rocket that was about to take off and literally blew the candles out that way. He's he's got pull. If he doesn't have the pull, who does to pull something off yeah, like that? Exactly. So taking several breaths. In a video tweet, Aldrin was able to blow out all of 91 Candles. Aldrin, whose birthday was Wednesday, is, of course, most famously known as the second man to have faked a walking on the surface of the moon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Such a conspiracy theorist, Tracy. Oh, so good. A Toronto woman captured video when she looked into her backyard and confronted... With a bizarre sight, a squirrel holding one of her knives. This just got interesting. 
Andrea Diamond, who lives in Rosedale, an area outside of Toronto, says squirrels are a common sight in her backyard, but Wednesday morning she spotted a squirrel that had picked up one of her paring knives that she'd left near a tent outside her home. It ha okay, so squirrels skeeved me out a little bit anyway. Chipmunks, I'm totally cool with chipmunks. Give me a chipmunk all day long. Squirrels, for some reason, squirrels are much closer to a rat than yeah. a chipmunk is. A chipmunk can be cute. They put a lot of things in the cheeks. They're little pudgy little guys. I don't mind them at all. I don't like squirrels anyway. And if a squirrel had a knife coming at me, I would not know how to deal with that. It, it, yeah, it's, it was easy to be very uh, conflicting uh, for sure. So apparently knife-wielding squirrels are a thing now, Diamond tweeted, along with footage of the squirrel, which also had no audio. <laughs> I like to think that the the knife wielding squirrel hangs out with that bear that could do the nunchucks really well. You yes. guys have seen that video, like there. Oh, yeah, that's okay. a that's a show I would watch. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I would watch that show yeah. all yeah. the way to the end. It's they they uh, ride together with a with a trucker or or a uh, or a retired couple that are in their RV and they get into shenanigans yeah. around the around the country and they have to let loose the. And there's yeah. a boy that travels with him that uh, he's really Captain Marvel. And, and, <laughs> and anytime humans are around, they're just a bear and a squirrel. They don't do anything out of the ordinary. But the moment the, the humans are away, they get the nunchucks and the knife out and they go solve crimes together. This is it writes itself. Listen. Like, yeah, this, this, it's it's almost a it's a trope, isn't it? So anyway, so she said the, the rodent nod on the knife handle for a while before abandoning the tool. She said the animal returned to her yard later and robbed a couple of chipmunks and a moose <laughs> up for making off with a $27 Canadian, <laughs> which uh, converts to about 57 cents. I took that, took that to a Safeway and got a single. Uh, Diamond said though, seriously, the squirrel did not appear to have injured itself with the sharp object. Now listen, I didn't hold anybody at knife point to take the purse, Steve. I just took yeah, the I purse. Ha I had to bridge. I had to bridge the, the callback. So I'm. That's, I know. You're, right. You're not. You're not the violent type. So here's a question for you guys: What has eight legs, hunts among a group of fish, and can throw a mean sucker punch? Uh, four. Um, uh, <laughs> Four somethings with two legs. I'm sorry. Or <laughs> like uh, um, two large, aquatic large. donkeys, <laughs> two scuba diving donkeys, <laughs> or four, four scuba diving kangaroos. Now it's starting to sound like a really, really bad version of the 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So, so according to research published in Ecology last week, the answer would be octopuses. And yes, it's octopuses, not octopi. Uh, octopuses punch fish and do it deliberately. Sometimes there's a reason, but other times there is no discernible reason. So researchers just saw that uh, octopuses just uh, approach fish and just punch them for no reason. So I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before. I don't. This was, the, and I'm probably I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I remember from this, and I, if I get it wrong, whatever. But it's close enough. The point is, uh, the octopuses are the leading thing the leading animal on the planet that could potentially be aliens they could potentially be an alien life form and the reason they say that is because it's very difficult to genetically track an octopus there's no you can't see that they've evolved from anything that they've come from anywhere else so there's actually a theory out there that octopi uh, sorry octopuses is the way you say it were on like an asteroid or some small ones were stuck on an asteroid that hit the earth and now they have reproduced and have grown and are have you know evolved from there and are are living on because they said they're very smart they are their genetic makeup is different from a lot of different things it is one of those that is like the and i, I know this because my son brought this home from science class they learned about this in science class once that if there were aliens anywhere it was potentially octopuses and then he did a science a whole science like uh presentation on this for like a science fair so I don't think it's like proven or anything like that, but it is one of the theories that's floating around out there that we could have had aliens living with us the whole time. We just don't know it. Maybe, well, it's interesting, they... and I wonder what their um, what their problem with uh, fish uh, is. Yeah, they, they yeah. probably just like to fight. I mean, what's our problem with fish? We we don't have a problem. 
I'm like pulling him out of the lake. Yeah. And I said, maybe they don't want to kill him. They just want to beat him up once in a while. Yeah. Well, that's actually, that's a, that reasons pretty well. It, it so, really does. The first time researchers witnessed this phenomenon, it sparked laughter. Now, normally that'd be fine, but at the time the researchers were using underwater, uh, underwater wearing scuba equipment. They almost choked on the regulator, said one researcher when I saw uh, for the first time this behavior, I burst out laughing. And again, they're not they're not doing this to incapacitate the fish to eat them or anything like that. They're literally almost doing it just for a hobby. Recreation. Just yeah, just out there punching fish. You know, Larry, you've uh you've been a great octopus here at the at the uh cannery. Why don't you uh why don't you take your retirement and go out and uh, find yourself a hobby? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. What do you recommend? I don't know. Maybe maybe spend your uh, spend your afternoons punching fish. Punching fish. That's right. And that's the news, fellas. All right. So when we went off the air last week, one of the things that we talked about after the show was the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Yes. I I lo- I know very little about this m- machine. I don't think I've ever seen it in person. I'm almost positive I've never seen this thing in person. For those of you, I think just about everybody, especially in the States, should know what this thing is. But if you happen to not know what it is, picture a hot dog bun with a giant wiener in it with wheels on it, large enough to be driven around by a person. And this thing goes store to store for promotions and and whatever it might be. It's, It's insanely shiny. Like it's pristine. It is the shiniest giant hot dog on wheels you will ever see. And when we went, it was almost as though Steve had said to Tracy, like, pick your, pick your celebrity. Tom Hanks is going to be at the, at the Safeway this weekend. The level of excitement that Tracy had in him when Steve revealed that the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was in town. I don't. Explain this to me. I when don't I understand. When I was little, the, the, uh, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was bigger than Santa Claus, as far as I was concerned. And I remember my, uh, it, it, we used to be able to see it sometimes. We saw it one time driving around Redmond, uh, the, the current area where like Microsoft campus is, but this many years before Microsoft even existed. And uh, it was uh, it was driving along and there was, an, there was an article in the newspaper about how it gotten into an accident. Um, and uh, they... So there were three guys in it and what they, they dressed as like chefs kind of thing, you know, in, in handing out, uh, you know, free Oscar Mayer wieners. But I was completely mesmerized by this. And then later on, not a, I don't think maybe even like five or six years ago, my wife says to me, hey, you know, the, uh, the Oscar Mayer wiener mobile is like around here. And I was like, where? And she said it was up in Ballard. Now that's North Seattle. And from where I am, that's, you know, a good 15, 20 miles. And yeah, I was it's like, a haul. Okay, well, yeah. we're getting the family in the car to go see this. And so I dragged the whole family there. And I don't drag them many places because, frankly, they ruined my life. But anyway, right. I took them uh, to, to this. And they were like, they were, my wife thought this is stupid because you know, she doesn't get important things. But my kids <laughs> were all like looking at this going, this is amazing. So we talked to the person. We got we got to take a tour of it, and uh, and then a tour of it. Is there an is there an inside? Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. oh it's it's awesome inside. Because I thought it was just a cockpit up in front of a big wiener, and two guys sat in the in the front, but otherwise it was literally just a hollow shell. Oh, no, no, it's uh, there's a lot going on in that wiener. Yeah, yeah, it's it there's it's it is it's something else inside. Yeah, and so it's part like uh, like cook promotional. It's part like advertising, and it's also part luxury uh, as well. And so I was asking, like, how do you get to be a driver of one of these? Because I was like, this is awesome. And so they have a number of different people that are like, you know, marketing and uh, advertising um, graduates around the country will um, uh, whether they're whether they're graduates about to graduate will take um, um, jobs driving this thing around, promoting uh, the great empire of Oscar Mayer. I, th- this, it- is, this is not, but let, okay, 
there's tryouts for this thing or whatever. I, 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 I assume these tryouts are just as stringent as they are for like the Harlem Globetrotters. Like you really have to be a conditioned athlete to drive a giant wiener around. What, what are the tryouts that, that you that you can pilot a hot dog? How do you how do you do that? You got to love wieners, Dave. You got to love them. I don't get this. I don't it's understand. Gotta, it's a it's got to be a passion, though. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, have you seen like what the uh, the double decker bus drivers in the UK have to go through? Yeah. Um, it's not like that at all. I don't yeah. know. Right on par with the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Yes, it's right. Sure. It's yeah. There's it's pretty. It's secretive. I've tried to find out, but even when they told me some things, they said I've told you too much. Do, do they not have an online tracker for this thing? Can you not just pull up the Oscar Mayer site and see where the Wienermobile is today? Okay, so that you can. And but there's a fleet, right? There's, sure. I, there's, I, yeah, there's I know there's not just one. one. Yeah. But yeah, you can you can track and see where the um they, they the, come in a small pack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they drive really tight together. They kind of look like the back of my neck. Ah, <laughs> uh, Steve. Now <laughs> I I can't help but I, I always think of the the shopping for wedding rings and you tell the lady behind the jewelry counter that your wife's fingers were roughly the size of an Oscar Mayer wiener. But the the so okay, so you show up for this thing. This thing's parked in a parking lot somewhere, right? Yeah. You, I assume you get a free hot dog if you show up to see the the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, right? Yeah. Okay, you get a yeah. free hot dog. You and go. I'd also add that their hot dogs are not very good. Okay. Um. You. Yeah. I agree. They're terrible. It's almost like eating rolled up spam. So, walk me through what the inside of this thing entails. You can request a visit. And so you guys need to edit that shit right now that you said they didn't taste very good because we're, <laughs> we're bringing that to us. It's coming, it's coming to us. No, but uh, seriously, walk me through the, take me through the inside of the wiener. So uh, there is a, there is a kind of a cockpit up front and it's think of it like uh, the bus driver, right? Uh, a school bus driver. Um, so it's, it's just right up, uh, right up front and lots of windows too. And then just behind it, there are about seven or eight seats. And these are like captain seats, uh, leather done up really well and all branded with Oscar Mayer kind of stuff. So the first front half is kind of some seating area. Uh, but then beyond that, there is like, kind of like, um, uh, kind of a, a kitchen area, some promotional type area, but they also can do like cooking and stuff there uh, as well. So um, it's, it's, it's really kind of palatious on the inside and kind of, kind of interesting. And you forget that you're inside a wiener. I, I have, I have no desire to see this. Steve, are you tracking it? Are you putting in the request am, right I now? Absolutely. I'm, I'm tracking it. Um, and I want to know because it's, I, I, it, it's so exciting to see that thing on the street that, I mean, I, I, I can't explain how it's such a weird thing to see like a giant wiener, like, like obeying the laws of the road <laughs> and just out among us, you know, and it's, and it's beautiful. It, it provides hope. It's something whimsical. It's absolutely it, 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 there's no reason for it to exist. And yet it brings so much joy to, uh, to people for the dumbest reasons, but I, I, yeah, I love it. There are not enough of these types of things, to be honest with you. And, uh, uh, this it's a, yeah, it's just pure joy. I absolutely love it. It reminds me of the time when I was like four years old and I was, um, I was running around unsupervised at Safeway and I ran around the corner and smack dab into Twinkie the Kid, like a guy um, in a Twinkie. I had no idea this was going to happen. And I ran right into Twinkie the Kid and, and um, it, okay. You immediately. Might have to explain, you might have to explain to uh, most of our audience, like under 45, this is Twinkie the Kid. Yeah. <laughs> Twinkie Twink the Kid was a big Twinkie with a cowboy hat. Right. And a little and like a badge and stuff. And a lasso. And a, yeah. yeah. Now I had eaten a lot of Twinkies, even as a four-year-old, and I thought perhaps 
um, this was there was going to be a reckoning. Right. But, wow. but but then that all went away as soon as, you know, he's, you know, just kind of he didn't say anything to me. But um, it, so it was a little terrifying. And then it was like totally amazing that Twinkie the Kid was there. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of like that. It's like um, these weird corporate things like Ronald McDonald showing up. And it's like, oh, is that the Ronald McDonald? It's never the Ronald McDonald from TV. Yeah. It's always, you know. Uh, somebody that doesn't that, smell quite that, right. all that stuff, all the mascots, all the Twinkie, the kids, all that. It's all gone. You could not, you could, you had a, about a 70% chance when you walked into a McDonald's in the eighties of seeing Ronald McDonald. Now, as Steve said, it, it wasn't always the same. It was a different Ronald McDonald, but they had him dressed up. They had the hamburger hanging out next to him. There were, and you, you could walk into a McDonald's and find that. You could walk through Safeway and bump into the dude dressed as a giant Twinkie in a cowboy hat. Those yeah, things were all King, over the place. Don't forget King Ding Dong. They do- <laughs> that was Steve's nickname in high school. They, you you oh. would run into those. You would run into those everywhere, and now you don't you don't see them anywhere. You don't see that kind of stuff anymore. It is a Look, it is a lost art. Gone. The only thing surviving is the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. You know, I used to like sometimes I would take Zach to Red Robin and like the Robin would come around and that was that was a big deal to him. Like he still remembers. And um, I I did not enjoy going to Red Robin, but he liked it. So we would go and do it. And this, uh, that's probably the only time I remember seeing that kind of corporate yeah. mascot. Yeah. Yeah. But the Winnemobile is cool. And you, you really should check it out if, if it comes to town, which it is not, by the way. Oh, I just good. checked it. Good. Yeah. It, it's not going to be in town anytime soon. So we'll do a live, we can do a live show at the Wienermobile. I'd love that. That will be so exciting. We should request it. That's a, that's a solid eight minute show right there. It's going to be really good. I'm going to eat so many hot dogs. <sighs> All right. So next week, Steve is telling us he's got a game cooked up. Uh, we're going to play a game next week, so tune in and play along with us. Uh, he hasn't told us anything about it. I, I don't know what he's got planned, but I'm sure it will be entertaining as always. Do you want to know about it? No. No, I want it to be a surprise for next week. The other thing I will say is if you haven't watched WandaVision, go do it. Listen, it's not a sponsor or anything like that. It's just super intriguing and well done, and I look forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, halfway through the first episode I, had, episode, I had to show the trailer to it to my family so that they would know it was not always going to be black and white like this. As I actually said, going into the first episode about 10 minutes in, I said, ah, it's, this is just um, halfway through the episode. It's going to switch out of this. Don't worry about it. And it didn't, it did not. And that just makes it all the more intriguing. So check that out. If you haven't seen it, uh, Tracy, before we get out of here, you feel like, or you feel like you feel like you've got something on your mind. You look like you got something on your mind. No, I've just been, I'm just still thinking about the wiener mobile actually. So <laughs> I'm good though. Duh. Steve. It's gonna so it's gonna be in Tampa, Florida and Clearwater for quite some time in February. So we should maybe we maybe we go there for a weekend because it, yeah. we're gonna be able to find it at like a Publix um shopping. Florida market. gets all the good stuff. Maybe that's, well, that's probably where the yes. uh, wiener yeah. that's probably where the they big sure wiener do. garage is. Hey, that's uh cool. we've got by the way, you two, we've got a fiftieth show coming up. And we've got a big event planned for the 50th show. Now, everybody, we're going to try and be as safe as we can, given the pandemic. But we are doing a live event with people. Uh, to give you some kind of idea, Steve, in our 50th show of our previous incarnation of the show, jumped a motorcycle over buses in a now completely... It's not even there anymore. It's, it was an old stadium here, a sports stadium here in Seattle called the Kingdom. Uh, Steve jumped buses on a motorcycle in that thing to celebrate the 50th episode. We're doing something and even there bigger. There were sharks. There, there were sharks. sharks in the um, in the buses. Right. We're doing something yeah. even bigger this time around. I'm thinking maybe that's how we pull the Wienermobile in. Maybe we get them on the horn and we explain this event. I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe we get them on the horn and we bring the Wienermobile to this event. That's a good idea. How can people get tickets to this event? Uh, you can email us at the Dave and Steve show at gmail.com and order your tickets directly through us. They're free. Uh, it's we're, we're giving these suckers away. This is how we give back to the listeners. Right. So we're not but charging. we have to be able to tell, to get permits 
for this, we have to be able to tell how many people that's are right. coming. That's right. And they want to know how many that, up front. That's not us. That's just right. That's the age we live in right now. So if you want to take part in the 50th show extravaganza, you can email us at the Dave and Steve show at gmail.com and we'll set you up. Steve, before we jet out of here, do you have anything else? I just, I, I just cherish this time with you too. That's sweet. Yeah. All right. For Tracy, for Steve, and for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on The Dave and Steve Show.